Podcasting live from San Jose, California, it is the Dead Bod Rap Pod. My name is Damone Carter, a.k.a. Dib One. I am joined by my mans, Nate LeBlanc. What's good, man? Yo, uh, do it all right. It's a, it's a weird day. I've got a lot of, a lot of news today. A lot of things are happening around it's heavy, me, but I am doing well. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Um, it was definitely a whole ass Monday. I, I will say that. Um, but, you know, chugging along. And, and one of the things that kind of uh, has been lifting my spirits in the past 24 hours is we got new Kendrick. New Kendrick alert. I think there should be like Long a... Long-awaited. There should be some kind of sound <laughs> that comes in. Ruga. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. Uh, I watched the video last night. I uh, did a very dumb thing and asked my wife to be quiet while it was on. That was so mm. stupid. Don't ever do that if you're listening you're still, to this. That That is uh, mistake number one in the five hearts. It's yeah. number one. <laughs> yeah. Don't ask your wife to be quiet while it's on. Yes. Um, anyway, after, (laughs) after we got that settled, uh, we watched the video. It's pretty crazy video. Very interesting use of current technology. Um, I'm I'm happy that this exists. I'm happy that this album is real. Maybe two albums. We don't know. Um, yeah. So, uh, I'm excited about it. How did you feel initially? Yeah. The, the heart part five, I listened to it, um, last night while I was taking a, taking a walk over to, a. So audio, not video. Yeah, I I went. Video is a pretty important component of this statement. Yeah, but I I also feel like right now, to me, video is a novelty. There used to be like a a one-to-one connection between what a song was and how it was represented in video. When the video show and videos were a major way that people got that information. Sometimes on the weekend, I'll watch MTV uh at my girlfriend's crib because she has this like live tv thing and like there's generations of rap videos that i just haven't seen oh like, totally it, it doesn't matter anymore to, to me no, but that, it what does a video matter does. because literally everyone is on youtube constantly like video is the lingua franca of the entire industry i think we disagree pretty heartily on that uh, just because it's not on mtv doesn't mean that people aren't watching videos that, that you, that's the dividing line here right uh, I guess, but I don't know. My kids don't watch videos as a thing. Like they don't, like if you have a favorite artist and you like want to see their live stuff, I think it becomes part of an artist's whole deal. But there was a time when it was absolutely necessary. Like but, more but money, more video problems. means something different. Like I bet you they do go to YouTube and search for their favorite artists and the things that are put back at them might yeah. not be produced F. Gary Gray directed videos, right. but they're video content. And sure, sure, sure. It's even just the song with a picture, but that's a Absolutely. video in what in the way that I'm I, I'm 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 talking about a music video. Like here is the music video for X. I just don't yeah. think that has the same meaning anymore. And honestly, it, it kind of biases me about a song. So I was like, I'm gonna listen to this song. Um, you know, have you not art- watched this video? I mean, I feel like we need to like pause the whole segment and I, have you watched I watched the it. video okay, no, I watched okay. it I watched right, it yeah yeah right. all I'm saying is I'm I'm holding these two things as as being 
separate. You know, Agreed when you're working, yeah, keep going. you're working with a uh, with a deep fake experts to create this video experience, um, which would have been cool even if it wasn't this song. So I will say that. So I, I'm listening. I'm listening to the Heartbeats track and like, because I want to hear what Kendrick is on now. You know what I mean? And that's that's kind of where I was coming from with it. And being it's able fast. to being able to experience him doing the kind of um, Nipsey hustle role play, if you will, without having seen the video, honestly hit me harder. Cause I was like, I'm listening to you and I hear what you're doing right now. Like you are literally walking me as if you are Nipsey hustle. This is scary to me. I don't want to hear Kendrick talk about himself getting killed. Um, but I totally got what he was doing. And then I he saw the video himself being killed a lot. He does. He does, but I knew he was talking about himself in the visage of Nipsey Hussle. Yeah. Like, you could tell from the, the audio. And so when I saw the video, I go, though, that's a one-to-one, right? Because, like, his face is changing and all this kind of shit. Um, but I feel like I would have been, in some ways, robbed of the experience of putting that together uh, for myself. And so I, 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 enjoyed, I enjoyed the track. I feel like um, he is a prestige rapper. He's the last guy that can come in here and be like, here's a five minute, 30 second track. No beat change. Um, it's a sample that you're clearly familiar with. It's been flipped before, but I'm going to do it again. And I, I, I'm just impressed by his ability to still entertain us in this way. Yeah, it reminded me of uh, hearing I for the first time off of uh-huh. Damn, where that had that huge Isley Brothers sample. Yeah. And then this has the huge, I, apparently, and this is a big semantic thing that even I don't want to wade into because I don't have any facts about it. Apparently, it's not actually a sample. It's that the beat was created from the original master tapes for Marvin Gaye, which is like okay. the flex of all flex. All time. Like, oh, we have the stems, motherfucker. Yeah. It's not, not the stems, the master <laughs> okay. tape. Okay. Slightly well, different. Uh, you know what I mean? Right, now right, they have right, technology right. that can yeah. break stems out of anything. Yeah. It's like that's right. common. That's right. just how people sample now. It's different to give be given the physical thing and then go make a beat out of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it which again, he's at that level where this is prestige rap, where he can do that. There's like four artists that can really do this. Yeah. Um, and if you are, make good use of it. And I think he did. I think I think the track works. Um Do you think this started with uh, Otis from Watch the Throne? Oh, yeah, because it's a licensing play, right? And again, I'm not a, I'm not a. Uh, it's a, music it's an industry. I can afford this. Yeah, but I, I mean, from like Otis Redding's legacy, uh, his estate, right? Um, it's a licensing play for them. Where I think in the past, where Otis got a feature like, on that, which I think is, it's. I always think that's funny, and I think it's, yeah. like, it's Oh, like, that's it, that's what it is. Yeah, because it's them going. Yeah, you can do this, but yeah. it's going to be a feature. You're going to put the name there. Yeah, and they probably. Yeah. I think funny. you. I think generally speaking, I just read something. Uh, I don't remember which article, but it was about Pusha T new album but it was about the wyoming sessions and he was like i have to give up 90 percent of my publishing on all these songs because kanye mm-hmm. doesn't give a fuck and mm-hmm. i kind of do give a fuck and i would prefer yeah. <laughs> more of the publishing but whatever exactly. he's the artist right yeah it's it's uh it's definitely a, a huge flex and um but there's a way to fuck that up too you know what i mean it, oh, yeah. there's yeah recognizable samples is a very dicey game if you don't do it right but i, I thought he did it right i feel like kendrick um with i I thought that was a little bit corny, uh, but I, I really think this really hits that mark of him trying to take you somewhere and make this meaningful, impactful statement over um, a soundscape that you're familiar with. This is my other theory, which is that he, for lead singles in his 
current era, which is basically damn and this, and we'll see what happens after this. Uh, he does a big recognizable sample and talks about like big world issues mm-hmm. to get like mm-hmm. normal people to pay attention to it. Yeah, to create a narrative that he is he is not the average rapper, and it's why um, a lot of folks. Uh, I think to Peppa Butterfly, what was the lead single for that? Was it King Kunta? I think it was, which is so, which which is invoking James Brown. I don't know what if, if it's slightly wise. different, but yeah, yeah it's. Uh... But, so I do feel like he understands what's interesting for him, what's interesting to his fan base, um, as well as the world at large. And so um, I don't think the album's going to all sound like this. There's already the like, oh, is this going to be the whole? I'm like, probably not. I uh, think... Given all of the evidence we have, that's not what he does. It's this, yeah. I think this is for the normies, and then there will be some stuff for the heads okay. all over the album. That's how I'm taking it. Yeah, I think that's the best uh, case scenario with the record of this type or uh, records of this type. So, so can, you know. can we go back to the face thing, though, because I sure. actually want. So did you only get that for the Nipsey hustle? Like, did you think he was rapping as OJ? Did you think he was rapping as Kobe? Did you? No, no, I, I, I didn't. I didn't as catch Kanye. That. OK, no, no, no. Okay. I, it, it made listening to it. I was like, oh, you're embodying uh, Nipsey hustle right now. Um in a way that yeah it it evoked emotion which i think any rap song that can do that you won in this era where i'm not like rolling my eyes Um, so very strong it it does create the right amount of anticipation going into uh going into friday's release and so uh we shall see but no matter what it's going to be a big record and i like a big record nate i don't know about you i like me a big I, usually I hate a big record, but I love Kendrick and I want to hear this record. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not everybody's big record, but there is something about like, there's not much monoculture left. There are not mm-hmm. too many things that all of us kind of tap into. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I participate in Marvel stuff. So I went and saw Doctor Strange this weekend and it was the first one where I was like, I feel like I'm doing my homework. I feel like I have to see this so that I can read articles on Monday. I don't particularly want to go watch this movie right now, but no. that's as close to monoculture as it gets. Yeah, the Cumberbatch gang. Um, yeah, <laughs> the Cumberbatches. The Cumberbitches. <laughs> I mean, even like something like uh, the old monoculture stuff, NFL, it's not, it doesn't sit in the same place that it used to. There are not many rappers, even if, I don't know, name it, even Jay-Z and Dr. Dre and them, I don't think, have the collective attention in the way that a Kendrick Lamar release can do. So um, I like that aspect of it. Um, yeah, I'm excited about it. And I have a long drive on Saturday, so I'm going to run this multiple times. I'm going to try to understand it. You know what I mean? So I will be going to, to LA as well this weekend. So you're saying I should not tell my girlfriend that she needs to be quiet uh, between here and Los Banos so I can keep the record. Are you saying that's probably not the good move or what do you think? Uh, your choice, but it didn't work out for me. All right. We are all going to learn from Nate's example, but um, not the only record coming out on Friday. There is also uh, another record that we're pretty excited about that's coming out on Friday from one of our faves, Quelle Chris is dropping Death Fame on Friday. Um, and we've had the, the advance for a little bit, you know, subtle flex there. Um, I, I like the record. I'm interested to see how, how people react to it, but um, I like the record and I feel like uh, we have this kind of 
back forth on an earlier episode. I'm not sure how much the Kendrick Lamar release blocks out the sun to that extent and how much attention and people will, will check for things and how much that matters. Um, but folks should definitely not get tunnel vision uh, because I think the Quelle Chris joint is, I don't know, in my opinion, as good as anything that he's put out. Really interesting record. Really looking forward to chatting with him about it right now. Dead by Rap Bod Rap Pod every week we talk to people who are moving and shaping hip-hop culture. This week is no different. Joining us in Zoom, we have the incomparable Quelly Chris. What's happening, man? Yay! Uh, man, I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, you know, we, as as the, the, the studio audience did not hear, we had a short little uh, brief recap of the last 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> I, am, I am tired as shit. Yeah, but you know, what I mean, I think that just comes with um, with being great at what you do and mm-hmm. uh, being old. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we don't know well, anything I, about I know, that. I know, I know, I'm pretty young, but you know what I'm saying. What What'd you say? Uh, your I'm, favorite I'm, rappers have bad knees. Badass knees. <laughs> all, every last one of us, dog. Every last one of us. You know what I mean? Don't let don't let the rappers out there that could that could that could ball on the court fool you. Them niggas is old. <laughs> and their knees don't work. <laughs> if they've been on if they've been on tour and they're thirty five years plus, don't yeah. let them fool you. <laughs> no, no, and you're you're about to go on tour, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, the, um, the European tour. Yeah, a little a little EU, but you know, primarily centered around the UK, um, and uh, ultimately, it's just it's more just a continuation of the tour that uh, that got um, obliterated by uh, mm. the current and at the time um, uh, fresh and new zombie apocalypse that we're all just acting like. Is extra regular, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just it's an it's an everyday thing. The the right. last time we talked to you, it was right before that. It was March yeah. 2020. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so um so so yeah yeah uh, uh gearing up to finish that off. Gearing up to finish that off. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, but it bugs me out though. It bugs me out. I was thinking earlier. Uh, today that that the way everybody's treating the 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 pandemic is as if it was a zombie apocalypse right and folks were like that's cool you get a bit on the neck you just go home you know you might eat you might eat a couple kids are you like you know what i mean you might bite a bite a mom or two but you know what I mean? A nigga gotta go see the Avengers. You know what I mean? Like it was shit. Just, uh, uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah. It's con- continuation of that. Awesome, awesome. Great to hear. Um, 
let's answer answer a question for the listening audience that I think a lot of people want to know. Uh, indica, sativa, or hybrid? If you um, if you've got to pick one. Ooh, I mean, I guess I'll go with hybrid. It's a very Libra choice of me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I guess both. You know what yeah, I mean? Both. Like, oh, let me try to be as vague as possible. What? Which one is the same um, <laughs> as both of them? Um, yeah, but I, I would definitely say I'm a hybrid person. Um, for for what it's worth, I could be um, pretty uh, flippant and lackadaisical and... Um, you know, uh, uh, just just off rip. You know what I mean. So the last thing I need to do is add to that by taking a rip or something that will make me even more chill than I already am. You know what I mean? I'd just be buying like all the Girl Scout cookies and used cars and just anything anyone offers me if I was smoking indica. You know what I mean? I'd just be like, yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, you know, for everything. And I can't be that way with everything. You know what I mean? Hence why I don't drink anymore. You know, because I just I'm you know what I mean. I, I was I was on 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 route to like dying by jumping off of a water tower or some sort of weird bet. Anything that somebody would say, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I like sativa, you know what I mean? Keeps 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 me boosted, keeps me high, you know what I mean? Spoken like a true uh, natural addict, you know. What I'm <laughs> oh, thank you for uh, clar- clarifying that for everybody. Um, you know, uh, before we get into the new album, Death Fame, I Nate shared Nate, the producer of the program here, shared us shared a track called "In the End," which is some sea shanty random cut that you made, and I've been uh, obsessed with it. In the end, it just ain't worth a shit. In the end, it just ain't worth a shit. Get it all or you get what you get, my friend. In the end, it just ain't worth a shit. I mean, it's so visual. It talks about the mother pickling vegetables and stuff. I'm Mm -hmm. fascinated with it. Can you tell us how that came about? Because I feel like it's... Like it's such a different side of you, but it's still sort of in the same dimension. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, you know, um, it is it, for one. It's hard. It's always interesting when I hear people say it's such a different side of you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, because to wh- whatever the best abilities I could, uh, given you know PR or given releases at the times when I released them. Uh, I've always done my best to make it pretty damn clear that it's really it's easier to classify me by like what I don't do, which is uh, you know, play basketball and um, speak Spanish, you know, than it is to classify me by what I do do. You know what I'm saying? There is some um, Spanish on this album, but keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Spanglish. You know what I mean? Don't give me that much credit. The shit is choppy as <laughs> hell. You know what I mean? Um, uh, but, but it, it, you know, it came about just on one of those days. You know what I mean? When, when you feeling like shit. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, 
low key that I can't even remember because it was, you know, I wrote that about three, four years ago. Okay. And um and it, it could have it low key could have just been a day when like there was an argument over like washing dishes and I was like, you know what, fuck everything. You know what I mean? And just and wrote the song. But it, it you know, as as it as all emotions, they apply small and big and the 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 uh, grandeur of its application is all kind of up to the person and how they choose to um, <clears throat> or how the situation causes them to have to apply that emotion. So, like, you know, the idea in the in the end is it, it just ain't worth a shit, you know, is on a grander level, like, you know, no matter how much you fight the forces of the world and the and and life can always ultimately uh, uh, have you down by the boot, you know, but it can also just apply to like, you know, you're walking one day and you, your laces are untied on your new shoes and, and the laces slide through some mud and you're like, yeah, you know what? In the end, none of this shit fucking matters and the world is terrible. You know what I mean? It can, it can, it can, it can apply on all scales, you know, um, which I, I guess is just, um, something over the last 20 years of kind of just not kind of, but, you know, intentionally always honing and crafting my ability to communicate things uh, through the, through the, through the art form of music and sound um, is, is, I guess it's just something that has kind of come become like in, inherent in my, in my process, which is, you know, finding these, common levels and, and generally usually expressing them from my own experience. But um, <clears throat> like I said, at this point, maybe more subconsciously than consciously finding these ways to uh, express my own experiences in a way that regardless what you're going through, just on a human level, um, they, they, they can be applied. You know, like death fame is ultimately very, um uh, uh the the struggle to success through the eyes of an entertainer right but i think the the general themes of the the uh the almost endless hunt for acceptance uh whatever that means for you uh is just something that that's relatable you know just on a human the human social level you know what i mean yeah, definitely. Uh, Damone and I were talking about this off mic, and I had a theory, and I'll run it by you. And if I'm wrong, please tell me. Is Death Fame the it's the the song, the the album, the album art? We've listened to the album a couple of times. Is it you starting to think about your legacy? Have you like climbed the mountain and you're looking down the other side now? No, no. Uh, well, yes, yes, and no, no. You, you, you know. What I mean, like, you know, like the hot cold game. It was like hot, 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 cold, cold, cold. <laughs> um. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, it is. Um, uh, if not just my own story, but the uh, the countless stories of artists that I know uh, that you know started probably were the greatest in my opinion and you know uh life kind of had them have to uh defer that um 
that that uh, dream to whatever extent uh, for for where I'm at and and how it I guess just applies to to me personally. Um, yeah, I think it's uh it's 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 looking at everything within my career and the way this whole ridiculous industry works and um, you know I'll put it this way. Um, doctors, like if you're a doctor and, uh, and if you, if you can, uh, 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 pull somebody's kneecap out and replace it with, with another kneecap, then you're, then you're likely going to be a successful doctor. You know what I mean? If you're a, uh, if you're a librarian, you could pop properly file books and so on and so forth. You're likely going to be a successful librarian. Um, if you're a musician and you can compose the greatest songs ever, it, it, it almost in no way, shape <laughs> or form guarantees you being a successful musician. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and and it and it creates a different dynamic in that mm. idea of success because it 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 doesn't have to do with uh, being financially stable. It's, uh, it doesn't have to do with um, your skill. It doesn't have to do with any of the, these things as much as it has to do with um, a constantly fluctuating fluctuating um, uh, acceptance from others. So it makes the 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 fight for success within music a lot more than um, something that uh, can be uh, easily uh, uh, summed up in a tangible way, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and you reach a point where you're like, is it is it actually obtainable? You know, like you. Like I often like I'll talk to people and like I'll be like, you know what? I in my opinion, and I don't know if this is true, Diddy has dropped a, a handful of projects over the last like s- let's say 10, 10 years. And like how I, y'all listen to hip hop heavy. Like, can y'all name like songs off of those? You know what I mean? But like Diddy, we would consider is like wow successful. But like I be telling like when I'm talking to somebody young and they're like, yo, like, how do you make it? I'd be like, look, I believe Diddy wakes up every morning and is like, yo, how the fuck do I get? Yeah. You know what I mean? How do I make it? You know what I mean? Make shows, anything but rapping, right? Yeah. Yeah. How can I how can I be successful at this again? You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's just one of those things that it's it's like uh, it's it's very Ahab in the well. You know what I mean? (laughs) But always, you know what I mean? Every day. So um, this album is kind of just about the the kind of conflict between, um, uh, you know, kind of like that, that idea of get rich or die trying. Like it's like it's like an emotional 50 cent. You know what I mean? Ultimately. You know so so but but so you mentioned that right and in the title is called death fame so is this also kind of a lament on uh how hip-hop as a genre um there's this connection between rappers dying mm-hmm. and then becoming successful in, 100%. in the death yeah 100 100 like you know 
like you often hear people say, like, give me my flowers while I'm here. Like, I'm like, yo, give me that shit y'all give Prince and, and Dilla, you know what I mean, while I'm here. Like, specifically, give me that death fame. You know what I mean? Because, like, because, like, flowers is flowers is one thing, but, like, give me that shit y'all be giving the dead. You know what I mean? While I'm here. Um, and, you know, that that's something that's just, especially with, like, social media and so on, like, that's been that's that's been so amplified that uh that wave of uh of of uh almost like uh like the the showmanship of sorrow you know what mm. i mean that that mm. we've seen you know over the last couple years you know do do you feel like i'll take it a step further do you feel like particularly as a black artist there is a a, a weird and dangerous connection between uh death fame and success uh um martyrism yeah 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 no we definitely have i mean i you know i would like to eloquently ask that question because it's a, it is a fucking great question and it is a a a a, a um, angle that i i don't think i've actually thought about that way okay. so okay. a uh, a, you get an A plus for that question. <laughs> B, I'll start on my book report tonight. Um, but um, no, I do. Uh, I, I I I do think you know, uh, culturally, and I, and I don't even know if it's like internal, of it's like an internal cultural thing, but like at least we know the influence that uh, media has on those outside of our race, but even within our race you know, all of our big movies are kind of centered around, you know, mm -hmm. uh, death, sorrow, struggle. Um, you know, a lot of times we often like celebrate the fact that most of our music comes from as, as, as far as the American uh, Negro, as far as the American <laughs> Negro, um, you know, it comes from, you know, it's a lot of the culture and the music we go like, you know, it comes from struggle. It comes from death. It comes from the, you know, what I mean, um, we look at just the, the past handful of years and, you know, all the, you know, things that stem from like George Floyd and, you know, and often you would hear people like a martyr for like, a great cause and stuff. And I'm like, he's not a martyr. He's just a dude that died. Yeah. Just trying to do some shit. Like yeah. it's, it's not a, like, look, if I were to die tomorrow and blow up and, and, and people were like, yo, like he died doing what he loved. And like, we gotta, you know, show love for that. I would definitely come back as a ghost and slap everybody. Because I'd be like, no, I didn't die doing what I loved. I died dying, and I did not love dying. You know what I mean? Um, so, so, but no, I, I, I wish I could eloquently answer that question directly uh, in, in, re in response to what you're saying, because it is a great question. Um, but I, and I do, I do think that plays into it. Um, I think to what, what, uh, what extents maybe I don't have the best the best answer for right now because I'd, I'd have to actually sit and think about that and you just woke up my bad but uh, exactly. That, yeah exactly but that 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 was great thank you oh well thank you for that man um I just want to explore the new album a little bit more I mean your past work like you have stuff with like Hannibal Burris and like um, Nick Offerman and 
you know, comedians and stuff. And then you also work with Alchemist and Makami. Um, on the new one, you have Navy Blue and Pink Sifu, and we're both um, big fans, big fans. Can you just t- tell us a little bit how that came about and, you know, wh- what's your guys' working process like? Um, uh, with, I guess, like, with every album, as far back as my brain can possibly uh, gauge the creative process going into every album, but um, everything in recent memory, um, I, I, I always, uh, you know, there, there's uh, the completely organic moments. Everybody happened to be in the lab. Everybody was together. You know, the joint, the joint was getting worked on. Gee, I got to get on this. You know what I mean? But um, as, a, as a producer, uh, you know, a lot of people, especially in hip hop, we kind of narrowed down the idea of producer to a dude who made a beat. You know what I mean? Um, and I guess specifically dude, you know what I mean? Because we really a lot of times and, and within this culture negate all the other uh, genders of talent and we uh, separate them into their own subcultures and all this other stupid shit mm-hmm. that we do. Um but uh, you know, we 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 really simplify it down to like the person made a beat, they're the producer. But there's a lot more to production than that. You know, production is 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 um even within music, it's casting, it's it's um it's this it's it's this constant finding and replacing and choosing of all the pieces that work together best to get the idea across as as best needed. So, um, you know, as I'm making songs and I'm choosing things and coming up with uh, figuring out where, the, where I want to do things, you know, let's say like with, with Sage and um, uh, 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 So Tired, Can't Stop Dreaming. Um, I, I had two joints that, that, I, that I heard him on, you know. Um, that one in particular, I had already laid down like a good a good portion of like a reference uh, of, of what ended up being my verse so like I, I ended up texting them both to him and he responded he was like um uh whatever the name of the beat was he was like yeah that's that's the one for me dog and you know uh when um when I when I'm it's to me it's like choosing an instrument right and knowing what the best instrument is, uh, you know people would choose like the trumpet because they want to get something across that's really strong and really you know powerful or they're trying to you know create a particular tone and a particular mood. So I choose you know who I want on a jam in that way. But then I believe there's another dynamic when you're talking about. Um, uh, I guess I would just say uh, specifically within hip hop, uh, where it's like you're not just choosing the instrument because of uh, uh, the the tone and 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 and, and like the 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 what you hear audibly uh, uh, sonically, but you're also choosing the in- instrument based off of its uh, emotional understanding. Of, of whatever it is you're trying to express through the song. So like choosing Sage, like or choosing Navy Blue, sorry, is, uh, you know, it, I, I chose them because like 
I've I've been over Navy Blues crib and like broke down crying. We've had some like heavy, deep conversations. You know what I'm saying? And as I knew what 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 I was trying to express through that song and the other song, which didn't end up making the album, um, I, I I specifically went to went to Navy Blue not just because he's a motherfucking beast uh, lyrically, and I know like he would he would he would hold hold weight, and if anything, you know. Um, uh, body me, you know what I mean? And I knew like he would bring what, what the song needed more than even I can express myself, um, uh, uh, just skill wise, but I knew his perspective would, would fill out those, those spaces where maybe my ability to express that emotion can only go so far. You know, and I and I believe, you know, again, it's the same with choosing seafood. It's the same with choosing Denmark. It's the same with choosing calves. It's the same with choosing almost anybody that I ever choose to be on a song. I often hear people be like, yo, it'd be like when you listen in the quality albums, it's like feature choices are so balanced and stuff like that. And and it's because I don't I don't choose it just because of I never choose it because of name, mm-hmm. but. I, I I don't choose it just because it'd be dope, but I choose it because it's dope together. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like being like, yo, I'm about to, yo, I'm about to hit up Nas and just get a verse from Nas just because the verse, you know, because it'd be a verse from Nas. It's, it's about choosing those things that, that make the song better. And the, and when the song is good, everything looks better. Everybody looks better, you know? Right. Yeah. Really appreciate you running that down for us. Um, we kind of weren't able to talk to you during this cycle, so I'm going to go back a little bit. Is mm-hmm. Innocent Country 2 your best record? Yes. <laughs> Next mm. question. No. Mm. <laughs> stop. Interesting. Okay. Okay. No. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's my favorite album yeah. as of right now. It's, um, it's amazing. I we didn't get a chance to talk to you, but it's really beautiful. Nobody and did. It brought Nobody a whole uh, just different side of you out, and we just I just wanted to tell you how much we we appreciated the record, and um, I, I was curious what you thought, and it's interesting to hear you so uh, you know forcefully go for it. But I, I oh, agree for what it's. Oh worth. yeah. Oh no, that is that is an immaculate ass album. Um, <laughs> you know, and I went into it. The thing is, like, um. In day-to-day life, um, my uh, uh, intention, my ability to to act with intention can um, seem very blurred. Uh, You know, I can tend to act in a lot of uh, chaotic chaotic and reactionary ways and so on and so forth. It's something I'm working on. Maybe I'm just telling you guys this because I normally do therapy sessions in Zoom and I just feel like we're doing I just feel like I'm running the game right now, right? Yeah, please do. Um <laughs> but um but uh but uh, uh, but in music, like music is one of the few places where I feel like I have like control over what I'm doing and for what it's worth. Granted that I have to make a lot of uh, there's a lot of give and take, um, you know, because of circumstantial things and contractual and deadline things where it's like, yo, like, I just don't have enough time 
to to make this happen the way I would like it to happen in order for it to come out in time because this is a fucking job in a fucking industry, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but for the most part, when when I get to that point in a in an album, you know, usually about like a couple songs in where I where it clicks and I'm like, yeah, this is where I'm going with it. I I don't get to the end and it's not what I intended it to be. And, um, and, and, you know, like guns for me was kind of like one of those albums where coming out of, uh, uh, everything's fine, but specifically coming out of being you is great. I felt like I was getting lumped in with a lot of like, uh, what's the best way to word this? A lot of ta- a lot of a lot of say too much shit rappers like a lot of just worry ass like you know what I mean like rappers that I'm sorry because like it's hard I'm trying to figure out the best way to 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 word it and I know like the way I word it is the same way I would word it amongst all of my rap friends including the rap <laughs> friends that I'm talking about because like I'm never talking shit or talking down on other people as MCs because like. I have a very wide history with hip hop and there's not too many styles of MCing that I don't like or haven't done um, to some capacity in the last, you know, like I said, about like 20 years or so. But but I felt like, you know, I was I was um, like people hadn't like people that album did so well that people didn't know all the styles that I brought before then. Mm-hmm. And and I felt like people were like, oh yeah, he's just kind of like an emo rapper. So I was mm-hmm. like, let me let me bust him with guns to be like, look, I could do all but I could do bat that 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 bat bat bat. And also I could wrap circles around bat 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 if I need to. You know what I mean? Like let's mm-hmm. let's not forget that I can bust y'all with a bunch of emotional shit, but then turn around and rap and rap and rap my ass off on you too and um so i did guns and um i loved it that was my favorite album uh, for a second (laughs) and then um (laughs) and then i was like and then i then i was like after i did guns which i feel like um sonically uh just production wise uh Verse wise, uh, uh, song wise, album wise, I felt like what at its core is a extremely hip hop album, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when as far as I remember, when we had like, you know, a far side tape, people weren't people were like, that's a hip hop album. They weren't like, that's an abstract hip hop album or that's a, this type of hip hop album. And I know those, my, uh, uh, my uh, deterrence to those classifications may just be a product of my age. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, you know, I did Guns and I feel like people got so caught up on like the title Guns because people always go like, it's like a great, breakdown of the American gun system and, and so on and so forth. And I, and I hate saying this because I don't like uh, eyesing myself or like revealing the eyes of my own shit. But like 
there's only one song, two songs technically on there about guns. You know what I mean? So like, I I feel like people were still kind of getting caught in, um, in these pre pre uh, preset, um, uh, like, uh, preconceived uh, notions, preconceived notions. Yeah. About, about, uh, how to how to digest my albums when again i'm just like at at the at its core oh we lost nate at its core i just i just want i just want to go down as like one of the coldest mcs and coldest producers i know that sounds petty again i'm old all i wanted to do was get five mics in the source and yeah. win a Grammy and i could die happy now you know what i mean the five mics in the source ain't gonna happen no more I could still win a Grammy. People would be like, "What? the Grammys don't matter. Sorry, Shit. it matters to me. You know what I mean? So coming out of guns, I was like, let me make something that I could win a Grammy off of. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. And, um, and Innocent Country was that, you know? Um, and, you know, and I'll do it again. <laughs> I'll do it again, but you know, I'm gonna do now now because I feel like you know we, we weren't able to address and attack and PR that album the way we wanted to, given everything that happened. Yeah. You know, um the next few albums might get a little crazy, and then I'll come back and I'll win a Grammy in like a couple years. Okay. You know I mean? Okay. <laughs> I, I love it. I love the the intention there. Uh kind of going back to death fame. Um Coming out on Friday, as we record this Friday, uh, 5.13, it drops. As does Kendrick's album. Help yeah. settle a bet, or not a bet, but an argument me and a friend had, Nate. Um, does that matter? Does it does it matter that Kendrick's album is dropping the same day as yours? Do you have concerns about that? Not at all, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Nate is victorious in this thought. Yes. Not at all. Don't it don't it don't mean a damn thing to me. Um, you know, Kendrick's always been cold. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I think the first song I heard from Kendrick and um I I I wanna say J Rock was on it too, was um y'all remember that song Cooler Than Coach K by the uh was on a mixtape? Yeah, you know, we're going we gonna to do a little, you know, I like podcasts. They always have that person that looks everything up while, while people talking. Exactly. I'm, I'm about to find it real quick. But it was it was the it was this song cooler than Coach K. And let me see who it was. So what was their name? Because because they were cold. They, and you know, I, I hate I, I feign saying they were cold because they, you know, they could still be making stuff. And, uh, and still did you be. hear the Did you hear the new joint of Kendrick's? Um. Yes, I did. I listened to it with uh, Sifu yesterday, actually. Um, Cooler than Coach K by the Sore Losers. But anyway, oh, that was my first time, I think, hearing them. And um, since that day, um, for what it's worth, I don't think there's been a year when I've dropped something and Kendrick or somebody from TDE has dropped an album, right? <laughs> and... Um, to my, uh, from my assessment in hindsight, I don't believe it's ever really had any effect on the, the trajectory of my career. And mm. I don't see it having an effect anytime soon. 
And now we're talking like fast forward 12, 15, 12, 10 years or whatever. Um, I'm 100 percent sure that whatever PR shit that <laughs> Kendrick Lamar has set up ain't going to be the shit that's going to be talking about me any goddamn way. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't I don't okay, think okay. entertainment tonight is lining up a piece. That about, would be lit, though. That would be John lit. John and Corey Chris. Yep, like, right. Getting it in. <laughs> that shit would be great. Da, 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 da. I'd, be all, I'd be up in that bitch, but but I don't I don't foresee that happening. Um, yeah, that's and good. and that's and good. so that's that's more like the business answer. But just as far as like a, a artist um, within the. Uh, uh, an artist specifically from uh, a more openly competitive era in hip hop, uh, the shit don't matter to me at all. You know what I mean? Um, That's dope. I'd say if there was any ego things, then I'd be like, you know, I wish that I'd made that like super big fantastical album that I was thinking about making that for <laughs> Innocent Country too. Cause like I was joking when, um, I don't know who hit me about it. Maybe it was the labor or something. They were like, you see, uh, Kendrick is coming out the same day or whatever. And I was and I was joking because uh, or, or maybe I guess more than anything, bugging, bugging about a joke that I was making, which which was uh, after I uh, finished Innocent Country 2 and um, prior to the pandemic happening, but gearing up to put it out, I was like, yo, like watch a uh, uh, watch this uh, next album I put out come out like the same day as Kendrick, and two years later it it came prophecy it came to prophecy, um, but yeah no um, yeah it doesn't uh, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't affect me at all you know um, okay okay I'm 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 ice cold man I'm ice cold. <laughs> uh, so so true so true. Um, Chris, we, we, uh, we, we appreciate you coming on. We've had a chance to, to run death fame, uh, quite a bit. Love, love the album. Uh, just love everything you're doing. Want to wish you the best on your European tour coming up. Uh, kind of in closing, I, I know we're rap fans, so we're like this. We just heard your new album, but what's next? What's this? What's the next thing? What's, what's next? Um, always. I'm, you know, currently doing some more scoring for like a top secret, top secret project that's coming out with a, um, that's the the brainchild of a, a a a very high, highly regarded uh, rap artist. Hey. Um, so I'm working on a score for for that, which you know, hopefully should be surfacing uh, within the next couple months. Um, uh, me and Denmark are finally going back and wrapping up this uh, Alchemist album that I started like six years ago. Whoa, um, yes, dude! Yeah, yeah, but, but like they say, low key, low key, <laughs> low key. We wrapping up, low key. I'm telling you everything about something that <laughs> I don't think it's low key no more, Jack. Thank you. Um, and uh, um. And, you know, and hopefully getting to actually sit and talk to you guys a little bit more because, yeah. mind you, let me let me make it clear. I'm a super huge fan of y'all show. Thank you so much. And um, and I know we have to keep it uh, technically brief. Um, and I know I can be uh, pretty wordy 
and, and my responses. But like, um, you know, I was I look forward to one day or maybe at some sort of convention or some sort of mm-hmm. show or some shit. Like actually just getting and sitting to chop up um, the intricacies and details and all the all the nuances and so on and so forth of hip hop and uh, its longstanding history and future. You know, because um, I do enjoy you guys' uh, viewpoints and takes on things, and and uh, and and I and I regrettably. I, I, I didn't get to talk about uh, a fraction of the things I would like to talk about with you. Yeah, uh, the respect is very mutual. mutual. It means a lot to us for you to say that, for you to listen, for you to interact with us online. You're our brilliant artist, and we uh, hold you in the highest regard. So thank you very much. And we really need to make that happen sometime. I don't know. If Absolutely. Because I got more questions. The area, but oh yeah, god, I got I got wild <laughs> amounts of answers. Like okay. this yeah, album. For for it being what seems like such a, a compact album, the the layers of things just from song to song, I could talk about for hours. Yeah. Um, and also, I don't know who of it, who of y'all uh, suggested the uh, YL album on like one of y'all last podcasts. Yeah, that? that was me. So I, I gave I gave it I gave that a listen off the strength of yours, and I, and I and I did dig it. I did nice, dig. Nice. I did dig it. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah I, I i say that to say like i i, I love y'all opinions and i trust y'all y'all logic on music you know dude that's uh, really Appreciate crazy so to much. hear thank you very much yes absolutely that see that is the life fame that we are striving for <laughs> yeah right These are, <laughs> this is what we try to do while we's while we alive uh quality chris thank you so much man love having you on the program be well all right take care y'all All right, that was our conversation with Quelle Chris. Got a little bit in the feels. Was in it? Yeah, was little, dude. Oh. Just, <laughs> uh, we are out here connecting with people. It's a yeah. it's a weird feeling. Yeah. Um, after we got off the phone, it was like the Warriors game was on, and it was dinner time, and I but I was like not ready to like go domestic yet i kept like walking around the house like <laughs> shaking my hands like you can see me doing now i needed to like shake out the the feeling of what that conversation felt like it was very interesting yeah. like it it yeah. got heavy at a couple points the album i mean it just puts the album in so much richer context i just Absolutely. cannot wait for everyone to hear the album um to understand what he's talking about and like we like in most cases some of our theories were kind of good some of our theories were kind of bad and i, I just i didn't realize he listened to the show like that so that was i know pretty surprising kind of to me kind of scary but uh it was great to hear that he listens and enjoys the program and you know it's that kind of thing where if you listen to a podcast long enough right it kind of you kind of get a sense that you know the people on there a little yes. bit uh, um, I, I was talking um 
with my wife about that. Like they, they call it being in a parasocial relationship with people. <laughs> a parasocial relationship. It, it's yeah. like you're, you're in a relationship with them, but they don't know it. And um, <laughs> I, I do talk about my life on here. Like I, you know, yeah. we're fully out here. I'm being myself. Like, yeah. um so there is no other people, nature people guys. do kind of know me they don't know everything about me they know what we choose to show them which is pretty interesting but mostly we talk about hip-hop and i think people feel so strongly about hip-hop it's just i don't yeah. know if it feel like people who are into like klezmer music take it on as a lifestyle the way that people do about hip-hop so i think that people can relate because we kind of like the same things as them and we try to yeah. give them a better understanding of it and in some cases with more recent artists especially a little bit of access to the people who make it which then deepens that bond and I, I know I have that about people in my life but I just never thought I'd be that person for other people exactly so it's just exactly. It's a weird feeling man yeah no it totally is and to uh be respected uh by someone who you respect right you talk yes. about parasocial relationships I this mutual I listen yeah, exactly. I feel like how, when I listen to artists and I really vibe with them, their their artwork, I always feel like, oh, we could probably kick it. Like we would probably, you know, you know how that. Yes, Not we every can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So hopefully, uh, Quelly and Chris, if, if uh, he makes his way out to the West Coast or I don't know, we meet halfway or something, would love to uh, just uh hang out with dude and kind of, I have so many more questions based on things he said. I want it totally. to be like, to really dig in on, on why yeah, I'd, I'd like to do another session about the album and like less promotey and more deep divey um yeah. and just yeah. just like just just chat like just go into an unstructured conversation with no notes and nothing we need to hit in the in the time but i mean yesterday was a weird day like we this almost didn't happen and then yeah. it did yep. Dave wasn't going to come and then he did like it's just it was just a really Ooh. weird day and it was a really weird day before we ever turned on microphones yeah. and so yeah. I, I don't know man i'm still kind of like uh my I, head I feel is swimming I, I i did that same thing right after we hopped off um and i was texting my girlfriend levels of excitement and she called <laughs> me to be like i want to hear what you sound like when you're this excited because you don't get excited <laughs> that often <laughs> i want to hear actual excitement in your voice and uh yeah, yeah it was it was exciting death fame is a really good album you guys this isn't just, you know, we have access to Quelly Chris, so we're going to blow sunshine um, about the album. It's a really good album, and I hope that the interview helps to kind of deepen your understanding and experience with the album. I know it's doing that for me. I know I, I went back uh, today and I was like, oh, okay, I could see what he was saying now. Um, and so I'm, I'm very thankful that we had the time that we had um, and that we went OT. We hung out until... Quelly Chris showed it's like the great pumpkin, Nate. Sometimes you just you gotta believe, bro. Yeah, uh, fascinating the way it all worked out. Fascinating conversation. I know I'll be thinking about this one for a long time, and um, it 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 still harkens back to something we talked about him with when we first interviewed him. That he is not underrated underrated is not the right term it's the, it's it's just that he's not heard widely enough and we don't have a cavalier expression for that yeah. um we we call it underground rap right like for a reason yeah yeah kinda. yeah, yeah. Um, kind of. it, it, his his construction at the beginning that like if you're a good surgeon 
you will be well paid and well respected. <laughs> but if you're a good rapper, there's nothing. It has nothing to do with how much money you make. It's so is so fucking fascinating and crystallizes something I've known implicitly for years and makes it explicit. And yeah. it, because I, I'm just frankly not that good at anything, I don't know what that feels like. But I could really feel the frustration in his voice, and it's yeah. like he's like grinding at this kind of and he has so many things he wants to show the public and like he he deserves to blow up dude like he deserves to be yeah. a famous rapper like i don't producer animator you know he's yeah i was gonna many, say he can be a famous faceted, many things uh thing, a sea but... shanty purveyor um yes. yeah i feel like uh we might understand one day nate uh nah. five years <laughs> five years hence you might be like god damn it yeah, we've already taken this much further than I thought it was going to go. So <laughs> anything else that happens, I'm I'm on board for. Um, it's all it's all gravy at this point. But yeah, I, I definitely identified with that the lament of the artist, right? And and as the parent of an artist, you know that shit kind of makes me cry. Like, right. Like if you were as good at basketball as you were, you know, at music, there's a system for that. But uh, music is it can kind of be a free for all. I've often said that the world has failed some of the greatest artists um and i don't know that the world is filled with Kelly chris like, he's definitely known amongst he's who he's known by and is doing amazing things he kind of teased he has some interesting projects coming up yeah, it'll be interesting so, to see if yeah. this scoring is a way for him to raise mm-hmm. his profile among the right people um because mm-hmm. you know it was kind of you know different the only way I can relate it back to kind of our core subject matter is like the RZA thing, right? It's like mm. RZA was already pretty big, um, but it, the film scoring brought him into a different social milieu. And like, yep. he, it actually made Wu-Tang's music much, much worse. And I don't think that's what's going to happen <laughs> here. And so it's not a good parallel, but it's like all of a sudden, you know, he's in the credits of Quentin Tarantino movies and doing some yeah. acting himself. And like, he's yeah. just in a different echelon which um, it'll be interesting to see how this all goes down. Um, so for you guys listening on drop day on Thursday, death fame comes out at midnight. Yeah. Stay up late. Um, maybe imbibe yep. uh, the, the mood enhancers of your choice and give it a listen. Um, and I, it's, it's a weird record. I don't want to like sit here and tell you this is like wall to wall bangers. Like we didn't really get a chance to get in and break oh, down the track you, by track in public. But, but you like, know, you know when we did, Nate, you know what they really should do before they listen to it? Subscribe to our Patreon. We did a I whole lot of breaks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're those guys now. Uh, we did a full breakdown, a full-ish breakdown of Death Fame for our Patreon. By the time you're hearing this, it'll be posted. So if you're already one of the homies, I would say check that out. Um, listen to Death Fame when it drops on Friday. If you're not one of the homies, become one. It's only $5 a month. Um, and then you can you can hear all this flyness uh, that we've been putting together here, Nate. Um, so we, we had a moment. We don't have too many of those. I don't have emotional connections with too many rappers. Yeah. Um, so that was great to have that that moment. And, you know, I, I, I wish Quelly Chris the best on on this release. And, you know, let's again, let's not let Kendrick block out the sun. We can yeah, do two for things sure. at the same time. For sure. And uh, something that I wanted to point out to you and you you said it essentially but i just want us to like put it in the public record here he's still on the tour we talked to him on <laughs> how crazy is that he called us from like a parking lot in 
yeah iowa Sacramento or, something or something in 2020 yeah. and it, yeah. it's like he's still on that tour because of what happened in the intervening two years that's insane that's but that like is life crazy. is just crazy right now um good good for him for making up the dates and I guess it's it's good that the world is opening back up so these these cats can kind of get back out there among their fandom again. And uh, yeah, uh, really, really interesting record. Great, great artist. And uh, I'm sure we'll be talking about this. Well, this will be something we reference as we move on in the show. Um, oh, but sure. what, a, what a cool connection. And like, I was just like, I was just totally blown away. Absolutely. And we're, uh, it's just one of those things on this journey where we're kind of, have these unexpected um, bright moments and things that we never thought would come to pass. So uh, definitely grateful for all of you for tapping in because if you did not listen to this shit, it would not, we wouldn't have gotten this far. Um, and yeah, just want to remind everyone that we are on Twitter at dad bod rap pod. We are on Instagram at dad bod rap pod. I've already schlepped our Patreon hit us up there. <laughs> patreon.com slash dad bod rap pod uh we are going to be in la if you're listening to this on the actual drop day of this episode we'll be in la the weekend not even the weekend it's like a 36 hour mission uh on saturday um may 14th um attending the freestyle fellowship uh to whom it may concern remaster listening party at common wave hi-fi for more information hit up our instagram account but you you know if you're in that area you can see us in the flesh and uh you know we we out here nate yeah and like uh you know it's actually funny um i've been talking about this phrase a lot this week because it came up on uh the questions podcast episode that i did i had this really interesting conversation when we were kind of getting to know each other when i logged on for that with uh, midas the beast i don't know if you're familiar with his music yeah he's a good rapper and he's uh he's sean's friend and he's the co-host of this making illmatic segment that i was part of for the album danger doom and he was like you know, I, I was outside and like the cats was outside and people say that all the time in hip hop. And I'm like, I'm very specific about like, I was inside. Like I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'm indoorsy in general. I'm a nerd. Like I learned about hip hop from reading books and listening to it and developing my own theories about it. Like kind of outside of the consensus of what everyone who kind of was outside thought about it. I have my own thoughts on it. Cause I just didn't, it wasn't a communal activity. It wasn't an activity mm. at all. It was mm. like a passive kind of reception of it where I would sit and think about music. And uh, I value that perspective a lot now, but I just think it's funny uh, because I do think that the people who were outside know more and know different things than I do, but I'm realizing okay. now I know a few things myself. My whole point of telling you this stupid long story is on Saturday, we're going to be outside. Yeah, we 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 finna be outside yeah. or inside outside. We'll be in the outside world. Uh, it's gonna be very interesting. I'm excited, um, and it's always you know, we are we are definitely approachable. Come say what's up, uh, and we appreciate anybody who even knows that we exist. Um, <laughs> but Nate and Dave, are, these weirdly surprising people know we exist now. It's so weird. Yeah, yeah. Which is I I don't try not to think about it because I'm gonna get self conscious, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, Nate and Dave will be uh, actually spinning some records. Um, they don't know it. I'm going to be hosting their set, DJ Khaled <laughs> style. Um, it's going to be live. Come on down, Common Wave Hi-Fi 
in downtown LA because you know Nate, we're you know we global man. We just out here. We in Idaho. <laughs> we the best. You know what I mean, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, you never know what Mountain West state we will pop up in, but uh, you know we out here. We appreciate your patronage. We are the Dead Bud Rap Pod.